0: Good evening, and welcome to Meet the Artist Interviews. I'm your host, Charles McNeil, the Director of Education for the San Francisco Ballet, and I'm very pleased to be here on this Friday evening, March 5th, 2010, recording from the San Francisco War Memorial Opera House. I want to welcome all of our guests here this evening, those who are present and those who may eventually listen online. Uh, The Meet the Artist interviews as well as points of view lectures are both produced by the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education, and I want to remind you to visit our website to see clips of our season, to peruse the artist interviews, and to learn more about our company. You can find us at sfballet.org. Tonight's guest uh, is the San Francisco Ballet Principal Dancer, Maria Kochakova. Uh, I'm sure many of you have seen uh, Maria dance, uh, but I'll give you just a little background. Born in Moscow, Russia, she trained at the Bolshoi School in Moscow. She has danced with the Royal Ballet and the English National Ballet, and she joined San Francisco Ballet in 2007 as a principal dancer. Here in San Francisco, she's danced many roles, uh, too many to name. However, standing out among them is Helgi Thomason's Giselle, Swan Lake, and The Nutcracker, Yuri Posakov's Fusion, Christopher Wielden's Within the Golden Hour, and Yorma Ilo's Double Evil, among others. So, Maria, welcome. I want to start out with a quote. I was telling her uh, she, I, I, this is going to be very interesting. Uh, in San Francisco Examiner, dated January 25th, 2010, I read an excerpt from a review. As Odette and Odile, Maria Kochakova dance both the fragile heroine and the evil temptress spectacularly. Her arms moving with unique grace and beauty. How do you, how do you feel about that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's uh, one of the good ones. <laughs> uh, uh, it's one like I just would like to say... I guess a few words about Swan Lake. Um, it was, I guess, the only ballet I never wanted to do. I don't know why. Um, I just never f- felt right, you know. And um, uh, when I, as I was leaving English National Ballet, a director of the company told me that I'll get to do Swan Lake next season. And I was like, well, I guess it's not going to happen. And then I came here, and my second season, I, I found out that I'm getting to do Odette that and a deal. And I don't know how I felt about it, so I, I, I guess I was scared because, you know, it's not right when you don't feel like you want to do a role. Um, but then as I started working on it, I think I fell in love with it. Um, it, 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 the process wasn't easy because you know you definitely need to have long arms and you know legs and you need to be quite tall to be able to do a role. so for me um i needed to find my own way um to do it um so i still can uh, show that i'm a bird i'm a swan and um also, it was the first ballet where I had to do an evil role. It's, it was, it's very different to the repertoire I have done before. I would never get to do something like this. So it, it was a great experience. There's a lot of work, a lot of uh, crying in the studio and not knowing what to do and, uh, you know, asking for advices. But... Um, I felt the second year I was doing it, it was coming along, it was much easier for me and I started to understand and I found a way how I want to move my arms and um, uh, how I wanted to be. I wanted, it's maybe something when people would come to see Sven, like something people wouldn't expect to see, but it, it was definitely mine and how I wanted to do it and I'll keep working on it and I... I feel there is a room to grow and there's so much I want to do with this role.
0: Wonderful. I I know that every ballerina must come across a choreography that doesn't um, resonate with them and they have to find a way to love the dance. And I know that's one of your philosophies, isn't it?
1: Well, I, I find it's, when you feel a role doesn't really suit you or it's, it's challenging, it's more interesting because I feel the, the more uncomfortable I feel, the more effort I put. And you never know how it's going to turn out to be. Sometimes the most uncomfortable roles um, are your best roles. Um, so you never know. You have to try
0: wonderful so you you mentioned that that may not have been an objective for you to dance uh in that ballet but what of the classics which do stand out for you among those that you've you've longed for that you've had a chance to dance or not yet
1: um you know I really like Sleeping Beauty and uh, Don Quixote and uh, Giselle and Romaine Juliet um so they're my favorite uh, and Sven Lake of course too <laughs> it's getting there but.
0: and you get to dance in Romeo and Juliet is that is that right? Yes. coming up this season how are you preparing for that?
1: Uh, uh, I don't know the ballet yet uh, <laughs> but uh, I think I have time um, you know
0: uh <laughs> we, we'll we count on that we're going to count on that don't
1: yes. worry I'm fully together okay um, Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, you know, Romain Juliet, it's one of these roles, Juliet. is, you know, when um, girls are little, they all want to be ballerinas. So once these little girls are ballerinas, they, most of them want to do Juliet. So it's one of these roles. You know, it's a beautiful story. It's... Um, it's, it's beautiful music. The production looks fantastic. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> so, so when you're preparing for a role like that in Romeo and Juliet, will you look at tapes? Will you review other performances? Will you rely just on coaching? Will you find the interpretation simply within yourself? What what will you do to prepare, do you, do you think?
1: Um... I, I've done *Romeo and Juliet* before, um, so I have an ideas uh, of how I want certain things to be done. Uh, what *Juliet* is for me, of course, I read the book, and um, I've seen a lot of productions, a lot of dancers do it. And uh, you know, the more you see, the more you know that the the, the easy it is uh, to, to create the role for yourself. And um, the first time I did it was in St. Petersburg, and I, I'll i never forget that because I had an amazing coaching. Um, right, the, every single detail, I, I was taught how to cry on stage, you know, how I should take a poison, how I should react to the death. You know, all these things are really important. It's not just how I feel um, inside, they also need to be taught uh, from the ballet perspective. So there's so much work apart from, you know, just bringing out the role. Uh, So I I think it will be very interesting.
0: I love it. There's so many subtle... uh, That role is really about acting, isn't it? I mean, it's a very uh, theatrical role. I mean, the steps are certainly very important. Um, do you study acting? Is that something like you you get it through the coaching that you just mentioned or is that something that you you look at distinctly? Uh,
1: I mean when I was at school I had acting lessons. It was uh, part of the process um, where, where we would just pick the scenes of different character scenes, all you know, scenes from the ballets. Uh, so we could try it, and we would get coached for that. But then, you know, as you work with different people, you, you you get coaching from these people. You know, there's so many great ballerinas and dancers that can, you know, tell you about their experience and how things uh, need to be done. And then you just choose what's closer to you, how you want it to be done.
0: Mm-hmm if you 're just joining us i 'm in conversation with San Francisco ballet principal dancer Maria Kochakova, and we were discussing um, Romeo and Juliet so is it would it be a correct assumption, given your background and your training in Russia to say that you are more attracted to the classical ballets and how do you feel about dancing contemporary pieces
1: I mean I, I love contemporary pieces, and I think that 's probably the main reason I came to this company um, I, I wouldn't want to dance just classical ballets or just contemporary ballets. You know, as an artist, you want to try everything, and you want to have a opportunity to be able to try to work with different choreographers and you know try contemporary ballets, you neoclassical know, ballets, and that's what make you uh, that's what makes you a better dancer, and you know um, that's how you learn your body. Um, and, you know, I, I, I felt like when I started doing contemporary pieces, it, it, it gave me so much more freedom than a classical ballet. Mm. It, it, was, it was pretty amazing.
0: Wonderful. Do you have some favorite uh, ballets that you've danced? Uh, I know you've done In the Middle,
1: yeah. Someone
0: Elevated. Um, do you have any favorites uh, among the more contemporary, contemporary
1: uh, genre? Um. You know, I was very lucky. I I worked with so many amazing choreographers. I've been here only for um, two and a half seasons, and I managed to work with Yuri Posikoff and Christopher Wilden and Yoramu Ilo and uh, Renata Zanella. And, uh, you know, there's just so many, and it's fantastic.
0: And it's so unfair when people ask if you have a favorite choreographer or a favorite dance. (laughs) That's not... Favorite partner. Yeah, a favorite partner... (laughs) Okay. Who's, who's your favorite artistic director? <laughs> um, but, but when you okay, do other dance styles influence you? Do you watch other dance styles? Have you studied other styles of dance other than ballet?
1: Like what styles? Um,
0: jazz, tap, ballet, folkloric, traditional dance,
1: um, modern. I, I started at uh, at, uh, at the Bolshevik School. I studied Russian traditional dance and character dance, where I would do any. Um, character dance from Bulgarian to um, something Oriental and you know but uh, I'm not generally into in ballroom or something like this I don't know why I just mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Interesting. I'm going to have a chance to uh, take questions from the audience in just a short while uh, I have a couple more questions so I, I actually wanted to ask you about your I know you participated in a lot of international competitions when you were uh, growing up, did that have a big influence on you in terms of how you dance, or is that something that you 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 were guided to by your teachers, or how did you get involved in that? You've been very successful in that regard with so many gold medals and and such.
1: I think f- probably for everyone it's different, but for me um, the competitions that I've done were very important because I, as a dancer when I was seventeen or sixteen I wasn't really confident. So I felt like I needed to do um, competitions to get stronger and to get a confidence. Um, And that definitely made me stronger. And I think, in a way, when I was having uh, um, hard times in my career, you know, just starting, I always remembered that, you know, no, it's not just me. Um, who knows that I can do it, but there, I know there are a lot of great people that know that I can do it and I'm talented enough to make it. So that, in a way, that kept going me through the difficult times mm-hmm. and, you know, amount of people I met through the competitions and that know me um, and opportunities I got. Uh, you know, I got to... Job opportunities from the competition. So for me, it was very important. I know a lot of people say competitions are wrong; mm-hmm. they're not. I mean, you just choose. You know, for some dancers, it's very easy. They come to the company when they're 18 and they get all opportunities um, they can have. But for me, it wasn't this way. So I had to I had to prove to other people and to myself.
0: Great. I I know that uh, you're a role model to uh, a lot of. Young girls, and you had the experience on the, the uh, television experience a couple of years ago, and you got a lot of mail and letters, and you you are online, and people write to you. Do you feel like a role model, and and who are your role models?
1: No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, when I was uh, at school, I, I I had so many. I was just living by watching videos of Ekaterina Maximova, and you know, a lot of dances from Mariinsky Theatre. Now, I was uh, very impressed when I met Sylvie Guillaume this summer and Mm -hmm. I got, you know, she gave me some advice and, you know, watched some of the rehearsals and, you know, I got to talk to her a little bit. So I was really impressed how strong uh, she is, how creative she is, and uh, um, how many things she wants to do and how many things she's interested in.
0: Brilliant. Is it, is it your uh, goal to, to teach or coach someday? Uh,
1: you, you know, I, I like teaching. I feel I had such a great experience with the people I worked with uh, at as a, as a school in a different companies doing guestings, and you know, that it'd be um, unfair to keep it for myself. Mm-hmm. So I think at some point maybe I would like to try, mm, but who knows?
0: Okay. We're going to take some questions, but I don't want the evening to get away without mentioning a little bit about tonight's program. Uh, we are in program four. You're going to get to see Diving Into the Lilacs by Yuri Posikov tonight, William Forthsyth's In the Middle, Somewhat Elevated, and of course, Michael Fokine's Petrushka, which was set on San Francisco Ballet by Isabel Fokin. Um I know you have a special relationship to Diving Into the Lilacs, <laughs> uh, and you were part of the premiere of that ballet, were you not?
1: Yes, I was.
0: Yes, and uh, you have a a little story, the li- a lilac story. Um, I like the lilac story. I think
1: I mentioned it in a previous interview. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, it's it's a beautiful ballet. You know, the choreography is just so beautiful, like as for dancers to, to dance, as that that as for people to watch. And it's one of those ballets that's, when you're in the wings, you feel like you want to go out there and do it and dance it for, for you. Um, and you know, there are certain ballets when you're in the wings and you feel like, oh my gosh, I'd rather run away now. I don't really want to go out there. You know, it's so scary. But it's, it's very enjoyable piece and you know, I, I think we'll enjoy doing it. And I, I look forward to the new Yuri Posikov's Ballet that's coming up.
0: Thank you. Let's take a couple of questions from the audience. And you were getting ready. Yes. Well, the question is, begins with a compliment on your role in Swan Lake and I think particularly your expressiveness. Is there something you do to get ready to find that emotional place that you have to be in for a performance like that?
1: Well, I feel a pace of the dances are, is actually what's inside because usually um, what's coming out is what's inside of the dance and... It's, it's very hard because you can't hide anything on stage. Mm. Um, wherever you are in, in life, your personality is going to come out on stage. So, you know, your intellect, um, how much you know uh, how you are as a person, it's, it's, you won't be able to hide it. You know, if you fake it, people will see it. So I think it's very important, and I think that's what it is. You don't really do anything with your face. It's, it's all inside how you feel.
0: Yes. I noticed that in your early <coughs> days you were a lot of guest artists at and exhibitions with the Turner Gallery. The, the question is about your relationship with Daniil Simkin and you were, have been a frequent guest artist and particularly with, with <laughs> him. So, can you tell us
1: uh, I, I actually started dancing with Daniil because of the World Ballet Festival in Tokyo where we got invited and we had a huge repertoire to take there uh, so that's why we started da- dancing together to get used to each other and uh, it, it wasn't my early days it was just six months ago So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I hope we will dance again soon he's a great dancer
0: Yes, sir. How is you get the good question award. So how important is the conductor to your performance? Um, we know the role of the conductor. How, how important do you feel it is for you?
1: I feel it's very important. Conductor can ruin performance and conductor can save your performance. Mm-hmm. So I... I feel like I pay a lot of attention to that. I I want to make sure that you know, you know. I, I usually discuss with con, with conductor um, by saying you know this part I do a little bit slower and can you maybe slow down because I'm going to do this. So you know, it's it's. Uh, I do care about it. I, I feel it's important and it really helps. You know. If, conductor you know we, we're really lucky here we have martin that's just amazing you know if you, if you, if you start doing something slower or you know he's, he'll wait for you so yeah
0: yes way back up there lady on the edge mm-hmm Okay, so she's been tweeting you, or, no, I'm sorry. She's been following you on Twitter, and you've been tweeting. Did I get, did I get it right? Perfect. You, you've been tweeting, so how often do you tweet? And um. Um, do you have to train to tweet? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. So, I'll answer media. that too. Go ahead. Social media. How, how does social media uh, affect your work?
1: Well, I feel uh, it's my point of view is very important for the future of of the ballet because you you want to bring young audience uh, to the opera house. You you want them to be interested in what you do. And uh, there are so many young people that's you know, I, I get so many questions from very young people just asking questions about ballet that, you know, they do not know. Or, you know, they, they are interested, but unfortunately they don't know much about it. So I think it's just one of the ways trying to, you know, bring ballet out to them out mm-hmm. there and explain what it is and that's it's it's very cool, you know.
0: <laughs> and and it and it's a it's a sign of our times. It's how young people communicate. It's yeah. how they pass the word. It's how they share their knowledge and their level of engagement with the arts and culture. Uh, do you blog as well? I do. Okay. Wonderful.
1: I'm not the greatest writer but <laughs> I write eventually
0: way way up in the back. Yes, on the end. A very good question. So how long does it take to learn a ballet? I know you're also going to be performing in a new Zanella, a ballet by Zanella. How long does it take to learn a ballet, and how long do you remember it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's a full length, um, it, it takes not just time to learn the steps. You also, you know, have to... It has, it has to grow on you, so you have to kind of... Um, understand how you you want to do it and, you know, create the role. If it's a short ballet, um, it's a little bit easier. So um, if it's a completely new ballet, choreographer comes usually for three weeks to work with the company and create the ballet, and then we leave it, and then uh, maybe two weeks before it needs to be performed, we review reviewing it. It's, it's uh, to be honest, I feel like it's really not how i used to work its the company works so fast here and you have to be so quick and strong to be able to keep all the ballets in your head and you know it, it's it's pretty tough yeah. but it's it's a great thing because you get to do so many ballets in one season
0: thank you yes Because you have uh, trained in Russia and you're dancing in the States, and I know you spent time in in uh, England as well, uh, is there a, a significant difference in the style, the technique, the approach, and is there one you prefer?
1: You know, when I watched, when I came to the company and I watched my first performance with San Francisco ballet Dangrove, and I saw divertimento, and I I saw the main variation um, performed by Lorena, and when I watched it, I was like, whoa, this is just so fast, there's no way I can ever move that fast. And then five months later, I found out that I'm casted for that variation, and <laughs> <laughs> It was just like, how am I supposed to do it? How am I going to do it? It was, it was, you know, I never had to worry before when i done something that I'm going to trip over my feet, you know. It's just, you know, I would worry about different things, but not about that, you know, I only have to... But, so that was a diff- d- definitely a challenge for me, and the, also because I'm short. I was always trained uh, in Russia to move big and uh, stretch everything out, and you know, not not move fast because you know nobody will be able to understand what I'm doing. So that was a that was a great challenge for me. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I'm eventually I, you know, I managed to do it. it, it, it you know, but it was hard. Now I'm getting used to it.
0: Thank you. We have time for maybe two or three questions. Yes, sir. You've been, uh, you've danced with uh, three different companies. Has it been three? Mm-hmm. How has that worked I mean, as far as going from one company to the other? Are you, how are you chosen? Do you choose those companies? Mm-hmm. Do they choose you? How does Thank it, you. it actually occur? You've danced in three different companies, English National Ballet, the Bolshoi, and San Francisco Ballet. How did you make that journey and that transition between them?
1: Um, well, I, I actually saw San Francisco Ballet perform at Sadler's Wells in London, and um, I, I really liked the company. And then when I made the decision that I'd like to uh, do a little bit more ballets, not just classical but contemporary works as well, um, I... I kind of decided to try for San Francisco Ballet Mm -hmm. because back then, when I didn't, you know, think of going somewhere else, so that's the company I'd like to work for.
0: Wow! And let's take let's take one more final question. Yes. Oh, I like that. How would you characterize the audience? The audiences here in the States versus, say, in the U.K., and the difference between those and the Russian audiences.
1: I feel that the audience um, in San Francisco is great, but I'm sorry, the best audiences in Japan. There's just nothing you can <laughs> do about it. They just love ballet so much. They can't compare with anybody. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Maria, as we, as we conclude our interview today, is there anything that you want people to know about you as an artist? Is there something about your philosophy, about what you bring to the stage and what ballet means to you that you, you'd like to share with people? Uh,
1: tricky question. I knew that was coming. Um, you know, I, I just... I just want to say that I'm a I'm very lucky person because I do what I always wanted to do. It's not easy sometimes, but... You know, but in the end of the day, I go out there and um, I don't dance for myself, not just for myself. You know, I wouldn't be able to dance for arts ballet just for myself. Um, I, I do it for people that come to the theater and that enjoy it. So I'm very lucky and uh, I hope it will get something better from now on.
0: <laughs> well... This has been a delightful uh, evening. I am so appreciative of your taking time to come here on your only day off this week to do this interview. This is true. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's give our thanks to Maria Kochakova. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the show.